Welcome to Great Australian Lives for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Here's your host, Laura Turner. Hello and welcome to another special edition of Great Australian Lives for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. I'm Laura Turner. Our guest tonight is going to take us into her world, a world where she's inhabited the life of a woman detained in a maximum security prison, and most recently, the emotional roller coaster of a midwife working in an unconventional birth centre. Whilst these worlds are, in fact, the creation of some of Australian TV's best TV making talent, they are nonetheless evocative and revealing, and so important in reflecting the experiences of real Australians at a time time when it's easy to feel like our screen culture is under threat from the globalisation of entertainment. It is my pleasure to welcome actor Kate Jenkinson to Great Australian Lives. How are you, Kate? Hi, Laura. I'm really well. Thank you for that great introduction. You know, it's funny when you when you said our next guest is uh, is someone who spent time in maximum security prison, I was like, wow, she sounds really interesting. Who is that guest? <laughs> well, Kate, oh, you boy. are someone who, I mean, most of us haven't spent time in maximum security prison. So as an actor, you're probably the closest thing that most people get to those who have. Do you feel privileged? <laughs> Absolutely. I I feel privileged and proud that my time behind bars has been entirely fictional. Although um, my life is not over yet, you know, there's still plenty of time for um, Mm. for wrongdoing and misdemeanours. If you were to commit a crime, what do you think it would be? I I think it would probably be (laughs) something to do with fighting for the rights of my dogs if if i saw ah! someone being into my dogs i think i might i might i might not be responsible for the violence that would yep. come after right so crimes in aid of canines that's right yeah <laughs> you know what i love a i love a dog lover i think there's a lot of people on earth who would um put their life their own life ahead of that of their 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 dogs they're um they're precious precious creatures aren't they i agree yeah for sure <laughs> now, you're the star and face of the new Australian drama, Amazing Grace, which has just premiered on Channel 9. Um, you must feel, as we talk about the feeling of privilege of being an actress, you must feel a little bit of that at the moment, given um, that the entertainment industry has struggled so hard through COVID. You know, I think it's fair to say those who are working at the moment are lucky. Oh, completely. I feel like uh, globally everybody really took a hit last year and no matter what business people were in, no matter what industry, I think that last year was a bit of a leveller for everybody and um, kind of didn't really matter what you did or how much money you earned. There was there was always going to be some kind of a... Um, a struggle to get through last year. And, and I think especially for those of us in the arts industry, it felt especially brutal because, uh, you know, our entire industry relies on human beings interacting. Um, for myself, who works in predominantly television, you can't you can't create a TV show in a COVID-safe environment. And for my friends who work predominantly in the theatre, there's just no way that you can have live crowds um, mm. for music, for all, all sorts of things. You just, you can't, you can't continue in the middle of a global pandemic as we found last year. So uh, I felt, I felt deeply for all of my, my comrades in the in the entertainment industry, and also, sadly, we we realised that us as um, entertainers weren't really supported by um, 
by the government initiatives the way that perhaps some other industries were. And mm. while I, I certainly don't envy, you know, the politicians that had to put all of those procedures into place, it, you know, it certainly felt like us poor people in the entertainment industry got the the short straw. But mm. having said that, I was incredibly lucky that I was in the midst of shooting an, an already um, successful show and I just happened to get cast immediately uh, in Amazing Grace as soon as I finished that. So I I managed to completely escape the sort of the drought, the, the work drought that so many of my friends had to deal with last year, um, which I am eternally grateful for, of course. It's, it's always such a privilege to be working and employed in this industry, but especially I feel last year when it was slim pickings for a lot of people, I, f- I feel like I was very lucky indeed. Yeah. If you've just tuned in, uh, Kate Jenkinson is talking about the show Amazing Grace, which has just started airing on Channel 9 on Wednesdays at 9pm. Kate, when did you actually find out you'd landed the role? Was that an experience in itself? Yeah, well, I was filming Wentworth at the time. We were wrapping up uh, a 20-episode run of Wentworth, uh, which was kind of capping off a nine-season run of Wentworth, actually, for um, for the people who were in Incredible the show, show. For, from the start. Yep. So I already felt like I was in an incredibly blessed position that I, I was able to have such um, an extended period of employment, especially last year during the pandemic. But um, towards the end of filming, I started auditioning for this new show, Amazing Grace, and uh, it was just in the last two weeks of filming, actually, that I found out that I'd gotten the role, and uh, it was it was a pretty swift um, process from then. I, I wrapped Wentworth. I think I had a week at home with my dogs and my partner, and then I was on a plane up to Sydney and straight into hotel quarantine. So there, there wasn't much rest. <laughs> um it must be daunting or, or can you tell me how daunting it is for you? I mean, it is a real pivotal character in that series. There's a lot of focus on you. It's your face on the billboards, your character's name in the title of the show. You know, this is this is big for you, this show. Yeah, I, I think perhaps my naivety or perhaps my stupidity just didn't let me go there. It didn't, I wasn't allowing myself to put that kind of pressure on myself, um, which maybe was a good thing, but maybe it was slightly um, naive of me. But I, I think that what what initially drew me to the show were the creative people that were already involved. I knew uh, the writers that they had on board. I knew the directors that they had on board. The producers are... Um, a team that I have been lucky enough to work with before and I knew with their powers combined that it was going to be an exceptional production. And so I didn't have to worry about that. I didn't have to worry about me being the face of a show that wasn't going to have um, a quality team behind it. I felt like before it was even started, it, it had a great chance of doing well or being at least a product that I was very proud of. So I felt confident, I guess, that the show was uh, was going to be worth watching, and um, and and I just kind of never lost that feeling. To be honest, uh, when I met the rest of the cast, when we started rehearsing, when I read the scripts, everything just felt easy and and like it was working. And there was just a kind of a instant cohesion with all creative people making that show. And so I, I guess I felt emboldened by that and. 
I think as long as you've got really great people around you, you don't ever have to feel like you're the only person that's that's carrying a show. I've certainly never felt that way. And and I guess also being being a recent part of a show, uh, an ensemble like Wentworth, where there are so many core characters and none of them are any more important than any of the other characters. So I think it was nice to always remind myself that I may be the titular character of the show, but it doesn't mean that I'm the only important character in the show. Far from it, actually. You know, you're only as good as the whole story and and your other supporting cast members. So I felt very, very lucky that, you know, my first job uh, in in a leading role was one that was already so well-supported and so well-set up for success. To give our listeners a little taste of Amazing Grace, uh, let's have a listen to the promo for the show. Here it is. 17 years ago, I gave my baby away. I decided this thing back then. And today, today my daughter came to find me. And she gave birth. So you're a grandmother. Tell me what's going on. Mum, you're not going in there. You have a daughter. Only three people knew. You, your mum, your ex. She's here. She found me. Australia. Meet Grace. Who are you? My daughter. Her whole life is about to erupt. I never thought I could talk to you about anything. I am so glad that I met you. But stay out of my life. In 2021, for new drama that never stops surprising. Amazing Grace delivers. Now, you spoke before that little uh, snippet there about being supported by an incredible team and we had Sigrid Thornton on the show a little while ago. I don't think there is a bigger actress or icon that you could be surrounded by Um, and you've also got Alex Dimitriadis too. So, I mean, does it get any stronger than that? (laughs) No, absolutely not. I I feel like if the quality of the show can attract stars like Sigrid and Alex Dimitriadis, people who have proven their their talent and their worth for decades in the industry now. It, it, that certainly emboldened me uh, to jump on board and I, I felt very confident that if someone like Sig wanted to be a part of it, then it was definitely something that I wanted to be a part of as well. And mm-hmm. she's just someone who's, whose career I have admired for a very long time and her personally is someone who who I have admired for a very long time. I was lucky enough to work with her also on Wentworth. And uh, I was very excited at the opportunity to work with her again and, and in a far more intimate way. Obviously, our characters are far more intertwined on Amazing Grace than they ever were on Wentworth. So it was, it was a thrill to know that I was going to be um, treading the boards with them. I personally, um, and I don't just say this because I work for Channel 9, but I love 
shows like this that focus on maternity um, wards and the birth of children. I'm of a secret weird obsession with one born every minute. I don't know if you know of that show. Obsessed. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I and so many episodes of yeah, that show. Yeah. Just out of my own personal interest, but yes. also in um, in preparation for yeah. the show. Well, that and I spent a lot of my maternity leave watching Call the Wind, Call the Midwife on the ABC. Totally obsessed. Um, I I don't know what it is. I'm just, and I'm not a really, really, um, you know, maternal type of, type of person. But I just get, I fall in love with those shows, and I think people will do that with this show too. Portraying um, someone who deals with mothers uh, is is really important, and I know that any mother who'll be watching this show will be reliving their own experiences of birth as they watch. You must feel uh, a great honour in telling stories like theirs and and I guess a certain level of pressure to get it right. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. I guess that there's always a pressure as an actor to be authentic and, and tell a believable and realistic story, no matter what story you are telling, but especially if that... Um, if that story involves portraying someone in a profession that is, it's really important to get right. Mm. And I think that midwives especially are kind of superheroes, to be honest, uh, that they're dealing with people on the most exciting, nerve-wracking, overwhelming, emotional, scary day of their entire life. And and it is literally life and death for um, for midwives Every day there is the potential for something to go terribly, terribly wrong and it's their job to be cool and calm and collected at all times and they're there to facilitate the most magical day of people's lives which could also turn into the worst day of someone's life. Mm. And uh, it was it was very important to me that I honoured the authenticity of that and also you know, just to make sure that midwives could watch the show and and feel that they have been represented well because they have a bloody hard job. It's so, I mean, I can't even imagine what a day in the life of a real midwife must be like. So I certainly certainly wanted to make sure that that was honoured in a really kind of authentic way. And, of of course, you know, motherhood is, is pretty much the most important relationship that you can ever have. I think it's there's nothing comparable to it. And and so I wanted to make sure that that was also honoured in this show. And I'm sure you've done an incredible job. This is Great Australian Lives for Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. Tobin Brothers offer a range of very practical solutions to help you plan a funeral and pay tribute to your loved one. For more information, visit tobinbrothers.com.au and plenty more with Kate Jenkinson in just a moment. You're listening to Great Australian Lives with Laura Turner for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Push, okay? You can do it. Yes, you can. You can. Ready? You ready right now, okay? Big breath. Big breath. Big breath. Push, 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 
Welcome back to Great Australian Lives for Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. I'm Laura Turner. You've just heard a little scene from Amazing Grace. That was a birthing scene, in case you didn't guess. Our guest tonight is actor Kate Jenkinson, the star of Channel 9's gritty new drama, Amazing Grace. Now, hearing uh, that scene, Kate, uh, and, and I guess all the scenes of a lot, a lot of work put into them, but before the break, you talked about authenticity. You can't get more authentic than the birth of a child, can you? I mean, you would have <laughs> you would have been putting a lot of work in in those scenes. Oh my gosh, no! I mean, there's nowhere to hide when <laughs> when it comes to delivering babies. You know, there's no there's no ta- time for pretense. There's no time for uh, you know worrying about what you look like. And and I again, that's something that I I so admire about midwives is that there's there's just no vanity in that job whatsoever. They work so hard, and they're such. Um, they're such champions of women too. Really, I used to think that midwives were all about babies, you know, delivering babies into the world. But something that our consulting midwife on the show used to always say is that her primary concern always is with the woman who's giving birth or the the person who's giving birth. And, uh, And the baby almost comes second. Of course, you know, you have a duty to make sure that the child has a safe passage into the world. But you, you primarily your concern is always the woman. Um, and so that was definitely something that I wanted to make sure we got right in the show because it's it's the birthing person's day as much as it is the baby that's coming into the world. And, mm. and I think that there's something just so completely addictive about that process. I think you were saying before, Laura, that you 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 become fascinated by shows like One Born Every Minute, and I can totally see why. It, it's the most magical event that can ever possibly occur, and and so I mean I think every woman that I know that has a child says that it is the most intense and magical day of their lives when they give birth. What I'm interested in, Kate Jenkinson, is how how as an actor you um, regain the energy that goes into the magic of one of those scenes. Say you've got to do a second take or a third take or a fourth take of a, a birth scene. I mean, I know you're not playing the actress as giving birth, but you are right there. Say you've done yeah. it incredibly well and then you have to redo it. How do you get that energy back to go again and to make it perfect? Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, it can be tricky and and certainly stamina (laughs) is needed. Stamina is absolutely needed in this job. But I guess because for this show, I I was always dealing with an actor who was working 10 times harder than me, that, you know, the actress who's who's giving birth in the scene is doing (laughs) a lot more huffing and puffing and screaming and yelling than I am. And really, in a way, my job as the midwife is to remain calm and actually to keep things super grounded so from a from a stamina perspective I actually feel like I had the easier job because no matter how intense and high stakes it was getting with the uh, the women playing the birthing mothers for me it was my job to kind of keep it grounded and bring it back down to reality and sort of lower um lower the stress levels in the room. So I I kind of feel like I had the easiest job in that respect. (laughs) What about dealing with little babies, though? I mean, they always say don't don't work with children and animals. If if you've got little babies on set, I can imagine they are not playing by the rules. Well, that's the magical thing about working with children actually and and yeah it's it's certainly true that, that that's a saying in the business is that you should never work with animals and and children 
And it's because they just don't care. They don't care about the fact that you're making a TV show. They don't care that tens of thousands of dollars went into this set and this scene and that everyone's now on overtime. If they're uncomfortable and they don't want to be there, they will scream and squawk and make your life hell and they just don't care. And I respect that. <laughs> I respect I respect that kind of um, that authenticity. But having said that, touch wood, we actually had some pretty dream babies. Um, and also I guess we're lucky that if you're doing a birthing scene, it's completely believable that the kid is going to be crying and uncomfortable. Yes. And I think the most trouble we ever ran into was when we had a new baby that had just been delivered uh, and they felt they were asleep and they just seemed so incredibly calm and we, we actually had to try and wake them up and disturb them so they would cry a little bit, which felt terrible to do. I felt always very wonder, do you, do, you, do you give them a little pinch? I mean, how do you make them cry? If, I mean, of course you can't, but how do you make them cry if you want to? I didn't want to take, I didn't want to be responsible for waking a sleeping baby. So I think, <laughs> I think we got the mother in actually, and yeah. she was happy to um, to sort of do a little bit of a pinch of the cheek here and there to wake the baby up. But you know, the babies were absolutely divine and, you know, it's perfect casting really. You, you get a six-week-old baby to play a baby and they're going to do a very good job of it. Well, I was going to ask how young are they? You mentioned a newborn baby. How young can you get them for these roles? I think the youngest that we had was maybe eight days old. Wow. We, we've had some real freshies. It's kind of amazing that that women um, will let us get our hands on their babies, actually. It's usually second, third, fourth-time mums that will hand their yeah. babies over. I think they've definitely gotten over the fragility of yeah. of um, and the fear of letting go of a baby. But, uh, no, the women were very generous with their offspring. Speaking of offspring, um, were you uh, always going to be an actress? What was a young Kate Jenkinson dreaming of in her junior days? I, you know, I think I was always destined to be an actor. I think that my mother, if she was honest with herself, she probably would have been able to see the signs from a young age. I, I was always studying the television and and not just enjoying the show for the show. I was, I was studying the actors and I was memorizing the line that they said and I would go like race to the mirror and repeat the words that I just heard and oh, wow. I was always fascinated by people I would I would often mimic people and it sounds a little creepy but my friends at school I would I would find myself walking like them and talking like them I got my hair cut like one of my friends once because I was just so fascinated by why she would want to wear her hair that way and so I think there were always perhaps not so subtle tells that I was destined to be a a performer or an actor but um it wasn't really until my late teens that I realised that all of my kind of very weird idiosyncrasies as a person could actually be very useful as an actor. You went to Whopper. You were a Perth girl growing up in the 1980s. You went to Whopper. Um, that must have played a big role in your career, did it? Yeah, it, it absolutely did because I, being from Perth, you know, pretty remote town, I knew nobody in the industry. Uh, Google didn't exist back then or if it did, I certainly didn't know how to utilise it. So I had absolutely no idea what to do with this uh, 
piece of information that I found myself with, which was I want to be an actor, but I have no idea how to fulfill that in any way. And um, fortunately, I had a, a friend of mine was really interested in musical theatre and she she knew that there was a really good drama school in Western Australia called WAPA and that they had not only musical theatre courses but they had acting courses. And it was actually a high school friend of mine that suggested that I audition for the acting course, which I did when I was 19 years old, I believe, and, and through some absolute miraculous stroke of fortune, I got in. I, I, I still don't know how. I Honestly, I think that it was one of those fateful moments because I was very green. I was very unexperienced and I don't think I was particularly good. But uh, I, I guess there was enough there for them to want to admit me and um, that certainly set me on um, on the train because I don't know how I would have, I really don't know how I would have achieved it otherwise. We've had a number of great Australian actors on this show, um, but I want to know from you something I ask all of them. What um, is more daunting, live theatre or um, television? I know you've done a lot of television. What do you prefer? Oh, gosh. I mean, they're both. They both have their own set of pressures, I think. Live theatre, um, live theatre, obviously, there's the... Uh, there's always the fear and the reality that something can go wrong. And if something goes wrong, there's no get out of jail free card with, as with television, you can call cut and you can redo it on stage. If something goes wrong, you've just got to figure it out and hope for the best, which I kind of like to be honest. And I certainly love having that live heartbeat of an audience in front of you. Um, Theater was my first passion and and I still really really love it um but then I guess with television there's a whole different set of pressures and and they sort of feel a bit more financial related to be honest it's it's more accessible to everyone in the world so everyone can be a critic if they don't like the show they can dm you on instagram and tell you that they think you're terrible um and also, you know, that there's a lot of money that goes into making television shows too. So if, if you're associated with a TV show that does terribly, then there can be a pressure there as well. But ultimately, I think if you have a huge passion for what you do, you just have to let all of the, the rest of it fade into the background and be grateful that you're working regardless of what it is that you're working on. Yeah. Um, now you, ahead of Amazing Grace, you've played roles in City Homicide, Rush, Mrs. Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. That's a tongue twister. Um, Offspring, Doctor Doctor, House Husbands. I mean, you've been in everything. You are, um, you know, you're one of our great actors. Is there a character? And I'm going to be annoying and ask this question. Is there a character that stuck with you the most? There are a couple, actually. Uh, I. I was lucky enough to be cast in an American sitcom with my friend Rebel Wilson mm -hmm. and she cast me as her um, bitchy boss frenemy and uh, she did <laughs> and yeah she um, that was a joy on so many levels I love comedy it's my favorite genre and it was really it was a kind of a career goal of mine to be in a sitcom. That format is one that I'm really fond of. And 
I just really enjoyed how diabolical that character was. Mm-hmm. More recently, I think I've really enjoyed my role on Five Bedrooms, which is a show that's on on air currently on Channel Ten. And she is equally diabolical, my character on that. I think I, pref- I, I think I tend to really, really enjoy the characters that I play who are just horrendous human beings. <laughs> I think there's something really joyful in playing diabolical human beings. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Speaking of human yeah. beings, though, Rebel Wilson, I've interviewed her a couple of times on the red carpet in LA and she... You mentioned she's a good friend of yours. The thing I love about her is she's so uh, fantastic in real life. I mean, you would know in that industry, you know, you get we get snubbed on the red carpet, we get treated all sorts of ways by different people as, you know, reporters, but she's just wonderful, isn't she? She is. She's brilliant. I mean, she is a self-proclaimed bogan from the western (laughs) suburbs of Sydney and she doesn't pretend to be anything else. She's also exceptionally proud, as she should be, of her extraordinary achievements. I think that she's um, a wonderful role model for everybody, really, young women especially, Um, because her life is proof that you can do anything you want to do, be whoever you want to be, and it doesn't matter what people think of you. It doesn't matter how many voices you've got telling you that you're crazy. If you you do this, you're not the right fit. You don't look right. Um, No one's going to believe you in this kind of profession. But Rebel's the kind of person that says bollocks to all of that I want it and I know I can do it and I'm going to make it happen. And I've always really, really admired that kind of badass approach to getting what she wants out of life. And she does it so gracefully as well. She does. This is Great Australian Lives for Tobin Brothers Funeral, celebrating lives. And in these challenging times, Tobin Brothers offer a range of very practical solutions to help you plan a funeral and pay tribute to your loved one. For more information, visit tobinbrothers.com.au and more with actor Kate Jenkinson in just a moment. You're listening to Great Australian Lives with Laura Turner for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Welcome back to Great Australian Lives for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. I'm Laura Turner. Our guest tonight is actor Kate Jenkinson, the star of Channel 9's gritty new drama, Amazing Grace, Wednesday nights at 9pm you can stream and catch up anytime on Nine Go. Now, Kate, as I mentioned uh, just before, you have been part of so many Australian dramas and um, many that you mentioned that I didn't actually list. Um, but I, I want to know behind the scenes. I know that um, actors, um, producers, directors, it, it's a cosy environment, environment, isn't it? You get to know each other really well. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. It's, it's a petri dish of of a whole bunch of different bacteria and you kind of come together and you make you, you make a wonderful weird science experiment together and you are kind of bound for life as a result and i think especially as an actor you are forced into intimate relationships with people that you may not have known 3 months ago and hopefully if you're lucky you get to play opposite actors who are wonderful and generous and enjoyable and funny and self-deprecating and and I have been lucky enough to work almost exclusively with people like that and so of course you form really tight bonds with people Mm. and it's it's always hard to kind of walk away from a project especially if you've forged really great friendships but I think that's part of the magic of what 
of what we do. Mm. I, I always admire actors because, of course, humans are humans. And say in the case of Sex in the City, where we know that um, Sarah Jessica Parker actually really dislikes the actress who plays Samantha, whose name um, uh, escapes oh, me now. But, yeah, Kim, Kim Cattrall, you know that in real life they hated each other. Um, that is the test of real actors, isn't it? Because you cannot tell on screen. <laughs> Well, you cert- yeah, you certainly couldn't. And if, if that is true, uh, uh, then, you know, kudos to both of them because it certainly never, it never came across on screen whatsoever. Mm. Um, I mean, it's obviously that they're very talented actors, so mm. you've you want to hope that they can make that work. And, you know, of course, it's like human beings are never going to stop being human beings. And, of course, you're never going to be in love with absolutely everybody that you have to work with, and that's true no matter what industry or career you're in. Um, But I think with with acting and, and performing in general, there's a level of kind of intimacy and vulnerability that you, I think, you have to have in order to do good work. And so it can be especially confronting if you're working with someone that maybe you don't feel comfortable with uh, and you have to be very vulnerable and intimate with. That that can be tricky. But fortunately for me, it's it's not really ever been something that I've had to deal with, at least long term. I think in Australia especially, actors are, in my experience at least, that they just tend to be so grateful that they're working and um, getting to fulfil their dreams that... Ego and and uh, self importance are, are very rarely seen on um, on a set, at least in my experience, which I guess makes me very very lucky. I guess the opposite for you too. I mean, you spent so long shooting something like Wentworth. Um, it must be weird. I mean, you create this family who you see every day, sometimes perhaps more than your own family and loved ones. It must be hard to say goodbye to them. It'd be, it'd be a grief afterwards. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that that show especially felt like a family. And, you, I mean, I think it would be almost impossible to spend in, well, in my case, six years with a whole bunch of people in such extreme and unique surroundings and, and not form really tight bonds. And we are bonded for life. In fact, uh, I, I'm going to one of my co-stars' houses in a couple of weeks' time, we're having a bit of a reunion. When I was up shooting the show in Sydney, we had a little mini reunion. You can't, you don't ever want to say goodbye to to those relationships and those friendships. And the good thing about the industry in Australia is that it's relatively small. Chances are you're going to work with people that you've worked with before. Um, certainly I was lucky enough to work with Sigrid, on this show who I had worked with on Wentworth before and and that is the beauty about the Australian industry is that you don't really ever have to say goodbye to your co-stars because chances are you'll probably be in the next show with them too. (laughs) Well, this is Great Australian Lives for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives and in these challenging times, Tobin Brothers offer a range of very practical solutions to help you plan a funeral and pay tribute to your loved one. We have more on Great Australian Lives with actor Kate Jenkinson in just a moment. You're listening to Great Australian Lives with With Laura Laura Turner. Turner for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Sigrid Thornton. Tell me what's going on. Alex Dimitriades. You need to go. I'm her father. Ben O'Toole. 
and Kate Jenkinson. The daughter I gave up for adoption is here. Three generations of women. Welcome to my world. Love and lies. Amazing Grace. Welcome back to Great Australian Lives for Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. I'm Laura Turner and I'm with actor Kate Jenkinson, who is star of the Channel 9 drama Amazing Grace, which has just started on Channel 9. I'm a sucker for these shows, so I think we all know what I'll be watching on Wednesday nights at 9pm. But Kate Jenkinson, what outside of filming for Amazing Grace, what's next for you in 2021? Can you give us a hint where we'll see you again? Currently, I am enjoying, and I feel like I can say this maybe for the first time in my entire career, I feel like I'm enjoying a much earned period of leisure. (laughs) That's code for unemployment, but we're going to call it leisure. (laughs) (laughs) For the first time, although I have to say I'm actually not too worried about it, uh, last year was extraordinarily hectic and busy and um, I had very little time for social life and and family and friends. So I'm very much enjoying a little bit of downtime currently. And later on in the year, there are a few projects that hopefully are going to get up. But I think with what happened last year, COVID, a lot of the shows that were in production had to shift their dates, had to move their schedules around. So really it's a bit of a question mark as to what the the rest of this year will hold. Um, I'm hoping that I'll be able to reprise uh, a role in in a very favourite show of mine, Five Bedrooms, but it just depends on when that show will go into production. Um, And... And I'm hoping, obviously, that uh, Amazing Grace finds yeah. an, a lovely audience and that we can yeah. film that again. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's that's what will close out my year this year. But Good. I think I'm, I'm taking this time for family and pooches and a lot of couch lying. Oh, good for you. There's nothing better than a bit of couch lying. Um, can I be so cheeky as to ask, is Hollywood ever on the horizon for you? Is that a goal or are you happy uh, in the Australian industry? Both, uh, both are true. I'm very happy in the Australian industry, and if I only ever work in Australia from now on, then I'll be more than more than happy with that. And I was lucky enough to work over in LA uh, a few years ago, and I loved it. I, I loved it. It's you know the scope of work and possibility over there is just huge. And as much as I love the Australian industry, it just can't compete to the scale of yes. of projects that get made over in America. Um, and I think for me, I will happily go wherever the good work is. And if there is brilliant work to be had for me overseas, then I, I will relish the opportunity. And if if the good work just continues in Australia, then I'm more than happy just to stay where I am and, and continue continue working here. Well, Kate Jenks, Jenkinson, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been uh, a lot of fun and amazing grace, of course, Wednesday night at 9pm on Channel 9 and you can catch up on 9 now if you do miss the first couple of episodes. And if you enjoyed our chat with Kate Jenkinson tonight, you can share it with a friend and subscribe to it via the podcast. And, of course, join me the same time next week when we celebrate another great Australian life. You're listening to Great Australian Lives with Laura Turner for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives.